The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to High Tea with Carla Stilwell, a current affairs and pop culture panel discussion series focusing on black women's issues. Starring Carla Stilwell, featuring Nicola Blaze, special guest co-host, Deidre. Here's your MC, Carla Stilwell. Welcome to High Tea with Carla Stilwell, exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is a Monday, December 12th, 2016, and I am your host, Carla Stilwell. Welcome to High Tea's 13 Days Till Christmas episode. Come in, have a seat at my table, and let's sip these teas and maybe pour a little eggnog with a little rum. Who knows? Now, let me introduce my guest for the evening at my table. Hello, Michaela Blaze. Hello, Carla. Well, the tea is delicious oh, and hot and steamy. And uh, co-hosting with us today is uh, Deidre, period, no last name required. <laughs> I am honored. Hello. Thank you for the herbal tea. I am so going to enjoy this time. Mm, herbal tea? <laughs> yes. Maybe. Yes. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> <laughs> Before we begin, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PCR. Hi, T. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for High Tea with Carla Stilwell and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, Deidre, since you're, you're new to the table, you're new to my, 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 uh, my you're a new guest here. Um, I like to as you get settled, you know, take off your coat, put down your purse, pour a little um, essence in your teacup. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I like to start off with a story. So as we get seated and settled, I would like to talk about Tom Ford. So Tom Ford, um, filmmaker, designer, all around great and gorgeous, openly gay man believes he said this in an article um to the huffington post he believes that all men 
should be penetrated at least once. <laughs> His theory is if men just took it up the ass just one time, they would understand what it meant to be vulnerable like a woman. They would understand what it meant to be vulnerable and to be submissive and to be at someone else's mercy and out of a con- and out of control like okay. women feel all the time. Okay. Now, I threw this to my gay husband, Dante Raymond Nebi Hilliard, the first Esquire, Infinity and Beyond. He's actually a reverend. <laughs> um, he's actually a reverend. Uh, and he, we, he and I have been gay and hag married since 2007. Our relationship is real. It's solid. He is my non-romantic life partner. So this is, he is my, you, you know, I have, y'all, anybody that knows me knows I'm a lifelong hag. I have many gays around me in my life as my family. And Dante is my go-to gay for these subjects because he's a deep thinker. And so I said this to Dante. I shared the story with him. And he said, oh, yeah. And they should wear heels, too. Get the fuck out of here. I agree 100%. I really think that those moments... And do you remember when we were talking with... What's his name? Dr. Obari Cartman? Yes. And he even said that. He said he had... um, He was a little shady on the details, but for some reason spent a little time inside. Yes. Even just... he. He didn't say that anything happened to him, like physically, but he, just the idea that he was unsafe um, made him reconsider women completely. Right? Yeah, he he I, did. So, he said that was the first time that he ever felt like he somebody could take and abuse his body. He had never had that feeling. Right. So I feel like. I think Tom's onto something. I personally, um, reading the whole article, um, it sounded like he was actually maybe just hitting on the reporter, <laughs> like just throwing it out there. Well, like maybe well, if something fell into your butt, you could have some revelations <laughs> and I could help you with that. Oh um, my. That's, that, that's where I think the conversation was going because he kind of tried to backtrack after they tried to like ask him some questions. He was like, oh, I was drunk. I was just messing around with a reporter, blah, blah, blah. So, no, no, no. That was two separate instances. They brought up because oh. he said this years ago. Yeah. But he said it really like that the first time he said it. This reporter was asking him about the first time he said it. And he was like, right. I, he was like, I totally believe that. And so they, he said, now when I did it that time, that reporter was just getting on my nerves and I just went to fuck with him. So I just told him, you know, <laughs> and I said it and I was all crude and I didn't, wasn't clear. I was drunk. He was <laughs> like, but since I've sobered up, I still feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I think absolutely it should happen. Um, and I don't even know that it has to happen in a date rape sort of, or like a rape situation, No, but, but I think just being in that position and understanding, and it's also understanding what it is to allow someone into your body. Cause it's, it's obviously for me, it's a beautiful thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even the way men look at sex in general would be different if they 
if if they took a little bit in, took it all in, as they but, say. But here's the, here's the thing about it, though. <laughs> um, again, I I know way more about gay sex than I probably should, but hey, mm. and um, it is the preparation that goes into um getting ready to have anal sex. Mm. There's a whole like ass yeah, situation that mm-hmm. has to go on. Like there is some care that men don't take with themselves before they have sex. You're lucky if he washes his balls. You're really Ooh. lucky. You're like, wow, those are fresh balls. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Ooh. But wait a minute. Now who are you fucking around with that you gotta be no, grateful I'm for just, fresh balls? No, I'm just saying sometimes <laughs> Y'all fucking, and it's the situation, the moment happens, and men are not as careful as women are with their nut sacks. They're not as fresh all day long. True. If you don't tell, if you don't demand that he go wash his balls, the balls might not be 100% fresh. And let's also be clear. Balls are gathered up in mandraws. <laughs> and that whole, mandraws hold heat around the nut sack. Uh, and that's yeah. not, you know, and just a one night out where you all have been out to dance or whatever. <laughs> unless you're going to stop and be like, no, my nigga, you know, my negro, because that has to be cut. So I'm going to build some filler so that can get cut. And you're mm. like, no, no, my negro, you have to um, steam your nutsack first. <laughs> then steam oh, it. Lord, you might get steam it. a not quite fresh ball. I ain't mad at him. I appreciate the natural flora and fauna of (laughs) of the human body. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm that chick. So, but anyway, what were we talking about? Okay, but no, what I was saying is, what I was saying is, men don't have to take the same type. Don't go through the same preparatory. Um, ritual that most women go through for real around mm-hmm. sex. Okay, and if no. men were taking it in the in the back door, in the mm. in the crawl space, if you will. Ooh, don't crawl that space. <laughs> they would also <laughs> understand the the care that most women put into an intimate moment. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> And I will tell you, no, it's the last part. I don't think so. Now, here's my whole overall opinion. Yes, I think men do need to at least once or twice take it up the ass because that is something they will say to a woman in a minute during sex. Let me just put it in a little bit back there. Let me just get mm-hmm. back there. And oh, you oh, like, I don't the head. Think so. I just want to put the head in. Just the head. Yeah. Like, and, no. And you steady telling them no. No. So, you know. You being, you know, somebody like me, you like when you want to play that game? Let me go get the strap on. Hold on a second. Hold on. <laughs> you first. Because I want to do it to you very much. You first. And you will see them probably back up, get angry, you know, copper to everything under the sun. And it's because they're not prepared to do what they want to do to you. It's all about dominance, too. You know, right. they like to go brag to their boys. You know, I was able to hit that from the back. Let mm. them find out from one of their boys that they heard their boy's wife saying that you was able to hit it from the back with them. You was playing with your toys and you got all up on this back, that, la, 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 la. You know, mm. 
they, they take every they're so prideful so masculine and so ridiculously machismo about the wrong thing i really think they do need to do it they need to take it at least once or twice and will it I, break them i don't know if it will break them so much will it change their mind i doubt it i doubt they'll even admit they did it do you think it'll make them look at women differently Probably not, because all they'll say is, look, I tried it, I don't like it, but you're going to take this. You know, you have men who will keep that same attitude. They'll pretend like, okay, I'm going to do it, and then they really won't. Well, for the one out of 200 men, so I think every, all of y'all need to try it. And if we can just reform one um, jerk. <laughs> Then, then again, then again, it has worked. Then again, you might have a man who is afraid to tell his woman or his girlfriend that he does want to play with the, the thing. You don't, you don't have to. You, I. This is what I found with men, the men that I've dealt with. Um, most men want to be dominated a little bit. Yep. And most men have a don't ask, don't tell. Um. Uh. uh situation going on about their asshole because if you put your thumb over most men's asshole they gonna let you do like if you are sucking <laughs> a dick and you just slide your thumb up their asshole they gonna let it happen like you gonna, I, they're gonna let it happen now, they I disagree about it. see I have dealt with men but you know my gay men my, my gay male friends tell me that it's because I'm a dominatrix and they believe that I'm a dominatrix so they go along with shit because they think I because they secretly want to be dominated. So that's what I attract. I attract submissives. But I'm gonna tell you. Okay. I put okay. my finger. I put my finger over more assholes. We got real close. And I know this is a lot of business we telling. This ain't even what we supposed to be talking about right now. Poppy's in the taking But they just don't want to talk about it. Right. They just don't want to talk about it. Right. They want their asshole played with. Everybody kind of want their asshole played with. Because it's sex. It's fun. You're supposed to play with all the holes. All the parts. I agree. All the parts. All parts need to be played with. But apparently I'm not attracting subs. Because even if you get like in the area of the inner crack. My dude's like, what you doing back there? Hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, hey, we talked about this. Then I'm the one. I'm the I'm the motherfucker who's not listening. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm acting wrong. I'm not I'm not <laughs> obeying the consent <laughs> law. He doesn't like a salad toss or anything like that. Mm. Or lightly uh, sprinkled upon. <laughs> no, like he, that the whole asshole area is is a little bit sacred for him. Let me tell you, okay, I'm going to tell a quick story about Mikhaila's husband, because it's one of the funniest stories that ever happened in life. And he's going to be so pissed we're talking about his asshole, by the way. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I, 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 it's fine. Okay? So, he'll be okay. So, back in the Disney, when we were young 10 to 20 year old drunks and, and we heads, <laughs> um, there were these two gay men that were in our theater company. And these and they were the three beer rule kind of gays. They believed that any man 
would succumb to booty play after three beers. Are you serious? They believe this. Like, these two mofos believe that shit. Like, they, on, <laughs> on my mama, they would swear on a stack of Bibles <laughs> on their mama grave yeah. that three beers, they could take any dude they wanted. Okay. So, I will say Mark's name because he is deceased and he would find this story funny. So, George Blaze, um, it was it was Sean Neron, and I forget who else was with them. So these Negro American males decided they were going to have a bet. George was like, there's no amount of liquor that's going to make me let you touch my ass. None. (laughs) (laughs) There are no drinks that can make this happen. I I will prove it to you. These mofos drank all night until the daylight. And I'm I'm just going to say that George Blaze left the situation with his booty hole intact. (laughs) <laughs> and that was a sense of pride he was like no I don't know who they thought they were betting <laughs> he I might still drink. have a gate around that sucker <laughs> real wrought iron the Chicago wrought iron fence is going like on. you was oh. not touching he was like these are lies no there are there is no amount of liquor that I oh, drink God. that will let that will make me release my booty all to you like, okay I like this story that is great he was very serious term like religion he's like no that's just not the way it is very Jesus serious is my asshole and that is my savior no no most of us had left <laughs> most of us left the event we were gone the next day they come to the theater these mugs well, George never looked like he had been drinking all night. I don't know what kind of picture of Dorian Gray he has, but he never looked like he had been that drunk or hot. So they come to the theater, and George is like, had I proved that there is no amount of drugs can make this, that will make this happen. So oh that is one of my... I have many George Blaze stories from back when we were young and drunk and high. But that is one of them. That so, <laughs> now that we have exhausted this conversation about men's booty holes, um, yeah, we did. Let's talk about this damn politics. I don't want to. Can <sighs> I tell you guys, I don't want to talk about politics. I actually want to act like none of this is happening. I've not I, watched the news. I have not watched the news since the election. I have not <laughs> watched the news. I am being very honest. I had to catch little things on Twitter. Or on Instagram in order to know that something is going on. I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch the news for three weeks, and I've moved up to local news and reading things online. I can't watch like I can't watch uh, the network news, the twenty-four hour news. I can't. I can't do it. I, I, can't. I haven't even watched world news. I I cannot do it. No, you're not missing much. I, I mean, yeah, I it as much. In a nutshell, he's um, uh, uh, Trumple Thin Skin is um, <laughs> tweeting about television shows, uh, banning the Washington Post from the press um, pool. Um, is nomina- that legal? Nominating. I <laughs> no, I said, is that legal? I don't think that's, I don't think you can. Do that you can't. You can't ban the press 
from the public from the presidential press pool. No, you can't do that. That's what I thought. Okay. But he's but he's not the president yet. So right now he's just running his fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. Is what he's doing. Um he has nominated a series of deeply unqualified cronies to his cabinet. Um the Republicans are all running around with their thumbs up their ass, allowing these conversations to happen. Hillary Clinton is what? She's won the popular vote by over 2 million votes at this point. Mm-hmm. But the silver lining, if we can call it one. Oh, and also Donald Trump still plans to be the executive producer on The Apprentice. The Apprentice. Okay. So, can't. I'm serious, y'all. Like talking <laughs> about this, talking yep. about this really makes my heart like ache. So he, oh, and he has a, de- denounced daily press briefings. He doesn't need those. He said <laughs> in an interview on Fox News that well, he's really smart, so he doesn't need them telling him the same information over and over. He'll just wait for them to talk to him when they have something new. The dumbest man on the planet. Man. See, I yeah. thought Ben Carson was dumb. This man is they just like two peas in a in an eight P an eight P pod pod or however it goes. <laughs> he is like at the top of the P pod. Well, stupid. you know, Ben Ben Carson is about to be our um the Secretary of Housing and Development. So Look, when I came back here and found out that Reverend Meeks was the head of the Department of Education, I knew this this country was going to hell in a handbasket starting in the state of Illinois. This is the most ridiculous stuff I've oh, ever heard. I, Come can't on. Even get, I can't even get into the coon Come show on. that was the blacks for rounder uh, brunch today. I can't. Come on. You, I, I'm not understanding. How, how are you going to put Ben Carson? Ben Carson? On national TV, the man left his luggage in the cab and had an epiphanous moment in the middle of an interview and blanked down and said, oh, my luggage in the cab. <laughs> just, oh, God almighty. Just, no. No. God, oh. I don't, I don't, I really can't talk about any of this um, b- without getting nauseous. So I'm just trying to plow through so we can move on to something interesting. So the silver lining. Well, the CIA has confirmed what we all knew, that the Russians were interfering with our election by leaking those emails. Really? Leaking those emails to WikiLeaks. I know, Kettle's a priest, right? We're all shocked. But the CIA is like, this is some real shit that's happening. Mitch McConnell says, yeah, this is some real shit that's happening. This is a problem. The president-elect says, Lies! Confusion! <laughs> Y'all don't know that. The CIA is wrong as hell. This just the Democrats. Wait a minute. Mitch McConnell? Mitch McConnell? Yes. Hmm. Oh, pa- Paul Ryan's old bitch ass. Opie is what I call him. Opie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> has also said, now this Russian hacking shit is a problem, y'all. But the president-elect said, how do you know my man hacked anything? (laughs) 
why does this feel very much like a Mussolini and Hitler, just like the very beginnings of the awakenings, like, you know, between the years of 32 and 37 before, Because you know, that's what it is. You know, like the, <laughs> the rumblings and the beginnings of everything, just, oh, okay, all right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Because I just want Linda McMahon. Is. I just want Linda McMahon to like really show her true stripes and, and just turn everything out and make it all WWE. Just yeah. we can have cage matches to, to to determine who they're going to have in cabinet positions. Um, <laughs> can do the whole "you're fired" thing. It all just turns into a television show. I think I he think thinks it's, it's a TV so much show. Fun. I don't think he realizes the the real realities of what it means to be president. I don't think he gets it. I think he believes this country can be run like a production. I really don't think he, I think he thinks that he, if he gets these key people in place and he can control them, he doesn't realize the other people that they have with them that he cannot control. It's the whole thing just like George Bush all over again. You know, George Bush, the little one got in the office and they were like, okay, we got our puppet in here. Cheney, Cheney was like, okay, we got the puppet in here. First Let's start all, making some money, boys. Dick Cheney was a hologram. Dick Cheney was, he was like, <laughs> he wasn't alive. That's, let's just be real. He was a hologram and Condoleezza Rice was the, his programmer. And <laughs> what? It was a, it no. was a whole sci-fi thing going on. Like, mm -mm. no, it was still his brain. But you physically, Dick Cheney was dead. Like, he had he had transferred his intelligence into computers. Like, I think it was a That's whole true. thing. Yeah, because didn't he have, I, like, 12 heart attacks or something? He, you he can't keep like, living after all that. He man. had, like, 12 heart attacks. He shot a motherfucker in the face. Like, it was a lot going on. Look, that Dick Cheney was alive and well. He has or had like about 20 people lined up as heart recipients and they all died <laughs> before they could donate. That's pretty much what it was because they were like, it's for him. Oh, hell no. I got to go. I got to die. Let me just kill myself now. No. Kind of leaving Christ. That girl, that girl is very smart. She's a girl Friday. She was the quintessential girl Friday. Like she was running around. Hold, she was, she was helping the puppet master. She was his evil assistant. She was Dick Cheney's evil assistant. There was a lot going on. They um, said people were afraid of her. They said people thought that she was from Russia because her <laughs> Russian. No, 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 no. Because so her good. Russian was so good, was so damn good. She had all the inflections and everything. They People were surprised. And on top of that, she's black. Black people can't do that. Oh, she <laughs> must be a spy. Something black. Something <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It was this. So this whole thing, this whole thing is a fucking nightmare. Like we yeah. are living in the the end times. Like this shit was in the Bible. This is Revelation. So the silver lining I, I, that I have to keep holding on to, and I know it's a long shot, but we have to hold on to it. So the electoral college meets next Monday, I believe, the nineteenth. Mm hmm. To officially um, nominate our or declare our next president. Well, 12 members of the Electoral College had it that they get the CIA briefings. Really? Um, about the, um, the Russian interference before 
Deva? Well, what's her name's daughter's part of that, right? I know I read the article. Well, I can't remember her name. Someone's daughter's. Is it Nancy Pelosi's daughter? Is her name Christine Pelosi? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think she's one of those people that said they wanted to see these reports. I mean, okay. If it turns out, if it turns out to be true, what will be the next step? Yeah, why would why would these reports be like a tur- make them turn a corner? Like they don't already know it's he's a problem. Listen, the <laughs> it's only happened four times in history mm. that the president that did not win the popular vote became president. Mm. The electoral college has only interfered four times in history. The first three times were in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. The last time was in 2000. In the history of the Electoral College, there have only been 157 faithless voters who did not vote with their party. There have only been 157. 82 of those have been single voters in over 200 years. 21 states have no rule about faithless voters. Like, you ain't got to vote with that motherfucker if you don't want to. But 29 states do. The most they can lose, like you can, it's a misdemeanor not to, it's a misdemeanor and you might have to pay a fine if you don't vote your party line in those 29 states that have that rule. That's the saddest thing. Okay, so what's, what's the next step? It depends. It's the numbers. It's a numbers game. If a majority of the Electoral College decides that they're going to vote for Hillary Clinton, and a lot of, and that is a cross party line, then she will be the nominee. She will be president elect. And hmm. it can happen. It's happened. It can happen times. just like that. You're yes. kidding. Okay. No. So it's a okay. vote. It's a vote. Hmm. But all of this is stemming from the Russian stuff, right? Well, no. There is one electoral voter uh, uh, voter quit already because he said he will not. He is Republican. He said he will not. I repeat, he will not vote for Donald Trump. He was from Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been gurglings and mumblings that many, that not many, but several um, Republican electoral voters will not cast their vote for um, Donald Trump. Wow. And it's just, listen, she needs, what, she got 220 something to his 303? Mm hmm. They just need to turn, they just need to turn a couple of states. Okay, my fingers are crossed. It could happen. It ain't gonna happen. I I don't think it will because it's only happened four times. But (laughs) it's time, hey. Four times. The fact that it happened four times is enough to give people some hope. 
the fact if you were gonna if you were gonna say that it never happened before and this would be the first time, then I would say you, you're talking out the side of your neck. It ain't gonna happen now. And hmm. the other thing is, there has not been a faithless voter since 2004. Mm-hmm. So in the last uh, in 2008 and 2012 elections, those elections everybody stayed strictly to their party. Nobody jumped sides. Okay. So, but it was one. It was a few in 2004, though. There were some in 2000. In 2000, it's happened. Okay, I'm some waiting. Of this has happened in our time. I'm waiting. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't have a a whole lot of faith. Mm-mm. But Me it's neither. a thing. But it is a thing that could happen. So, so I can enjoy some of my holidays. <laughs> Try in the bottle. I think this is, you know, this is just some CNN or like the the twenty four hour news shows. Blah 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 blah. It's talking at it ain't. It's not going to change anything. So, I'm gonna wait and see. I will. I hate to be all want want about it, but I'm feeling real want want. Oh, I mean, because you should feel want want. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing that has happened in the last two months that gives you faith about this nation. No, nothing. Nothing. Not nothing. not unless you tell me all of a sudden that they're gonna start giving out free passports for all those who want to leave the country and five thousand dollars in cash. Then I'll be very happy. And mm-hmm. I and I hate to say it, but with all I of the problems fall. in Chicago, I'm glad I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm in Illinois. I'm glad I'm in this city. Mm-hmm. Because there's the there's a level of the bullshit. Well, it's happening in the state until we get rid of Bruce Rauner, that asshole. But um, <laughs> there's some shit in the city that's just not going to happen. You know, I just... Like people being snatched away from their families and all that old type of shit. Like, I just don't. I don't think we're gonna go there. So, mm-hmm. all right. So enough of that because I can't. I hate politics at this point. I, I have no faith. Um, child, it's time for me to get into these finger sandwiches. I, I'm. I got to chew on this thing, and I need y'all to help me. Wow. Okay. Are we back talking about asses again? No, we're not chewing, <laughs> chewing on, on it. Oh, you got to chew on it a little bit. Ooh, okay. um, well, Maybe we are talking. We, we might be talking about asses because we're about to talk about Lee Daniels. So, okay. okay. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Have I said out loud I hate this motherfucker, Lee Daniels? I hate him. I, I think you did. I think you actually did. So... Lee Daniels did an interview on, I think, The Talk, where he was talking about his new show, Star. It was on The Real. Oh, The Real. It's some mm-hmm. some view knockoff. I it's don't know boot, which one. Yeah, bootleg view. Uh huh. Whichever bootleg view he was on. So he was on there and he was talking. And I usually try not to listen to him because it's the actual sound of gayness. Like if gayness had a sound, <laughs> it's Lee Daniels. Okay. Um, like, uh, it's like, oh God, you get on my nerves. But he was talking about his show Star with Lenny Kravitz and Queen Latifah. And he was talking about 
his lead character who um the lead character in this show this show for anybody who doesn't know is about a girl group um in atlanta and they're really having hard times and they're going through struggles and stuff and they're coming and they got to come up and they get their come up they get a manager to work with them and they you know get on this road to stardom and fame and the lead singer of this group the protagonist of this story is a white character a white girl so lee sells he informs us american negroes that he feels like he had to make this character white because this white girl is going to heal the divides in race relations in the united states because everybody's going to be able to look at this white girl singing and know that she is the real deal and we will come together behind this and additionally he has to tell stories like this because he doesn't believe in racism he doesn't believe in racism because if he believed in racism he would become an angry black man so racism does not exist for him now after i threw up in my mouth <laughs> went brushed my teeth laid down took some nausea medication slept and woke up i was still sick okay Mm. Okay, so you Okay, is it I'm, perhaps I'm, 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 is... Hey, I'm just going to lay it out there Ladies, talk amongst yourselves I'll listen <laughs> Is it, is it possible Is it possible that the man Forgot the end of the sentence Is it possible he <laughs> meant to say Is it possible he meant to say That this white girl Will kill racism in in America on this show. Is it possible he meant to act on this show? That's not possible. And not in reality. It's not possible. <laughs> it's not possible. You know why? You know why? Because this is the first time he said this shit. He also said in this same interview, and then I'm really going to shut up and let you guys talk because I'm so angry. <laughs> he also said in this interview that he his children have a black father and a white father so they don't even uh, they don't even know that racism exists he is so full mm -hmm. of shit. no they know racism exists and you know what if you're trying to raise your children not to believe that racism exists exists they will have issues they will not understand it and it will confuse them when somebody called them the inner and those children are like you know dad you know, the kid called me this, you know, this and that or whatever. You, you, kids have to be exposed to the truth of the world. Otherwise, they are not going to grow up knowing things. They're going to be very sheltered, even worse than sheltered. It, it's important, especially if you're black or you brown, especially if you are brown, altogether brown. I, I just read an audio book based, based in Scotland. And this man said, this young boy said, you know, it gets tiresome when you have to roll around here and be afraid to get arrested on a stupid BB charge. I'm like, what the hell is he talking? Being brown. So over in Scotland, <laughs> over in Scotland, they have the same issues that they have. In, you know, over here we call it being black. Over there they call it being brown. And I'm like, mm. in Scotland? 
wherever there are saltines, there yeah. will be wherever saltines are served, there will be some racism. Now, is it possible? Is it possible that this man, Lee Daniels, that Mariah Carey, his girl, his boo, his thing, told him that he needs to have a high yellow lead? I mean, is that possible? <laughs> Could that be it? I mean, could he just be appeasing her? You know. Let me know. Let me tell you something. First of all, if that's the case, he's got empire. Everybody on their high yellow, except Tate Diggs, and with his funny looking uh, face. They are not all high yellow. I'm sorry, and Gabby. (sighs) What about Um, Hakeem? Hakeem ain't nowhere near high. No, not high yellow, but he showed that he'll pass a paper bag test. He's light brown. He light brown. I could, brown. I could mm-hmm. rave a paper bag across that whole cast, and they could all get into the secret society. It's true. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> Ooh, I might have to explain that because I don't think everybody under- knows what the paper bag test is. So, back in the day, around the W.E.B. Du Bois time, uh, they had secret black people has secret societies called paper bag societies. And this was so that you didn't have too much of that dark skin, dark Negro complexion in your highfalutin, talented 10th life and world. So they would pass, they had a paper bag at the door. And if you did not pass the paper bag test, if you were darker than a paper bag, you could not get into their society. These societies were also called blue vein societies. If you could not see the blue veins in a person's wrist because they were super chocolate, they could not get into your society. And you're serious. This is a real thing that happened in our black history. This is a real part of colorism that exists that Lee Daniels buys into with every project he does. Mm. Hmm. Because if you if you run you run a paper bag around that empire cast and able one or two people that's not passing the test. Okay, so Carla, and Carla, so Carla, what? I don't <laughs> think there's nothing. Can, there's nothing that we can do because I mean he's his own person. He gets his own money. Ain't nothing we can do but stop watching the shows. Nothing. That's exactly it. That's it. Well, he says he refuses to embrace racism. Oh, and I'm so sorry. That. That just, you know, underscores the fact that he he doesn't even know the language. You don't embrace. None of us are embracing racism. Like it just happens. It's happening to us. It's a system, right? So, we the people who um, understand and acknowledge and fight against racism, we're not embracing it. <laughs> we are acknowledging it. We um, are working hard to fight against it it's not I'm something not out you can here. just ignore and and it goes right. away like the only reason we're experiencing racism is because we're uh, embraced like uh, we're hugging racism is what we're doing <laughs> the rest of us apparently and, are. I, and, and apparently if i say hey hey saltine american stop mistreating me because of my color then i'm an angry black woman you yeah. know, I think everybody needs to take um, Marlon Wayans' um, way of doing things because you know I love Marlon Wayans. I don't, the man never ages, and he's got kids, and his kids 
you know, they go to private school and somebody was clowning one of his children, his son, you know, call him racial name, whatever. And, you know, the Wayans are very humorous people. And he was on one of them talk shows talking about this. And he said, and so they said, well, how did you handle it? He said, we called the dude's house. And we was like, listen, kid. And we sat there and we clowned him for an hour on the phone until he cried. <laughs> and he, the people on the on the show were like, they were like, it's like you did not do that. He made, he made a, he crossed his arms. He yoked his neck. He said, didn't I though? Why wouldn't I? Look who you talking to. I am a black man who grew up in the projects. Yes, we did. I taught my son how to clown a person. Okay. That's how we handle the issue. He said, cause sometimes you gotta, you gotta handle it a certain way. So the way they handle it was with humor. Oh, so you're going to talk about me that way here. Let me tell you about yourself in a funny way. And yet it's going to make you cry. He said, and we'll do it again tomorrow. If the boy come at him again tomorrow, we're going to clown him even worse. Cause that's how we roll. See, people can deal with racism in different ways. Okay. But for him, for Lee Daniels to say, that's not part of my world. He living on a TV show. No. No. Oh, that is. And I have to say, I'm so upset. So, so upset. Because I love Lenny Kravitz. And I love to see him try to act. He never quite makes it. But he makes a valiant (laughs) effort. And I just can't. And I won't have the opportunity to watch Lenny try and act. You know why? Because I ain't watching this shit. That's why. That's oh. my answer. And Lee Daniels can probably buy and sell my ass, and that's good. So he doesn't need my viewership. But no, now He'll that he's okay. Made, but like I, I mentioned this to you before, um, you know, there's this thing that happens when Black Twitter and other aspects of the Black world, you know, they hear things like this. You know, he said this after everything's been recorded. So Lenny Travis may not be back for a season two if it survives a season one after he's made a comment like that because black America or black worldwide or people who say that is the stupidest racist thing you could have ever said, they may all protest the show. The show may not even gain a million viewers. Anything can happen. Nowadays, people don't play. People don't cater to TV shows like they used to. People don't because cater it's to so much. Like it's so much to. to watch on Netflix. Oh God! Well, I'm sorry, but Empire is still a show. Yep, I said it. I don't like it. The writing <laughs> shit. It just rambles on from thing to thing. The characters are never like defined and in their place. They all just switch around and change, and like the the action moves entirely too fast. There's no yeah. there's no moments yeah. for drama. I, I don't like the show. So Lee Dan, not I don't slow. Know I don't think they want to off a long time ago. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I am not a fan of Lee Daniels. I. I Carla is not a fan or of the wardrobe department either. Yeah. Oh my God! I can't. I. I. I know. I. I, I swear yeah. on a stack of Bibles. Whoever is doing the costuming for that damn show, I want to take them all back and I want to shoot them. Like this. It's just terrible. I've never seen costume designs so haphazardly thrown together and shittery. It's just real shittery. I can't stand it. <laughs> We're about to keep that word. Okay. Wow. Oh, I'm so mad. So okay. yeah, well, that's that's what so I can name it shittery. Shittery. Oh. Come here. Come here, shittery. It's going to your box. You come here. Oh. So I 
can't. I hate him. So here's the other thing. Totally unrelated. That I needed to talk about. So our producer Poppy. Excuse me. Put a little message. A little video. um, In our high tea group. Hmm. uh, For us all to watch. And. There's a video of a young woman. She's in a yellow bathing suit. A two-piece bathing suit. Cute little girl. Little brown girl. And it was... Because um, so she opens her mouth. Yeah, she's totally cute. You where you're like, damn, what's your name? What's your name is? Oh, yes. You oh. kind of want to mac her. Like, damn. That's a mm-hmm. little girl. And then she says... And the outside of the little meme video caption is, I can't fuck with no pussy ass Nick N word. I can't fuck with no pussy ass N word, right? Mm-hmm. So then she goes on to talk about how I need a man, and I'm just paraphrasing because, yeah, I, I can't remember. Her English was so broken and her subjects and verbs did not agree so I can't repeat what she said exactly mm-hmm. because I think one of my English teachers would come out the grave and kill me again and kill me uh, but she goes I don't like a man that's soft because I'll walk all over him I need a man that when he walks up on me I'm a little scared <laughs> I don't want him to hit me but maybe just to shake me and keep me in line so I know my place. <laughs> she said it. <laughs> said it and seemingly meant it. Oh, okay. she really she meant that. I said, mm-hmm. what? I said, what? Okay. Oh, now, the reason I wanted to discuss this is because this is not the first time I've heard this in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's called low self-esteem, lack of values, lack of education, lack of self-worth. I have had, and again, I have had many suitors in my day. I've had many relationships in my day. I have made mistakes and I've had motherfuckers' mistakes visited upon me through their (laughs) bullshit. (laughs) Why am I being visited by your ghost of Christmas past? No, motherfucker, no. Um, But I have never had a man put his hand up. Oh, I've had a man put his hand on me once. I've, I've never had a man put his hands on me. Um, I think that the Lord himself knows then somebody's going to leave in handcuffs and somebody's leaving on a stretcher because I'm just not that girl. I have post-traumatic stress disorder from my violent upbringing in my home. I can't do it. So I don't I really I'm not even being facetious or funny. I really want to try to like touch on what is in your mind when you feel like that that's okay. Like that that's what a, being a man to me is. But it's it's two sides here. Wait a minute. Not only if that not only that you know that's what it takes to be a man, but the woman that accepts it. 
but that, but that's 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 what I'm talking about. What is okay. in the girl's mind, the okay. woman's mind, that makes her believe like, oh, this is what a man is. Mm-hmm. This is a man is domineering, dominant, and is supposed to keep me in line. But see, that's what clarity. she was taught. You have to ask yourself who taught her that that was okay, and it had to be more than one person, I think. It's daddy issues. Really? I'm so happy my daddy was my daddy then. I'm so happy. I'm so damn really happy that my father, who he was, was who he was. Because that's just unacceptable. But I mean, there's some, I feel like there's some, particularly when I was younger, I, having a very strong personality, I like, I was attracted to strong personalities. Mm-hmm. Right? It wasn't about somebody shaking me a little bit or anything but it really like um i you know there's a certain attraction that you have for a certain type of person so so there's that um but like walk up on me and and make me shudders or whatever she said was absolutely was was raised an eyebrow on my end mm-hmm. for sure but i can see i can see like some young person, I can see a woman not being attracted to, or, or um, saying that they want um, a more a dominant man or a more aggressive man. I don't, I don't, it sounded crazy, but <laughs> it sounded it so crazy in my, in my 44 year old mind, but maybe in my 20 year old mind. Um, I, I guess I gotta ask. I gotta ask some twenty-year-olds around me or something like I, that. I got but, four nieces. I got four nieces, honey. No, nineteen, yeah. twenty, twenty-one, and twenty, uh, twenty-seven. <laughs> no, right? I, no, I, I taught my- them all. Somebody walk <laughs> up on you. You better look at them like, what the fuck do you want? And they, when I first told them that, they were like, Auntie, I'm like, no, I want you to say it just like that. What the fuck do you want? Right. Don't let nobody walk up on you. No. No. My, my baby niece, Janelle Ann, my Nellie, is 21. She'll be 22 in March. Mm-hmm. I And she's a very sweet, good-natured, even-keel girl. That's when she would catch her first case. Like, she would be like, Auntie Carla, <laughs> I'm in jail. Like, I would get a call from the Ohio <laughs> Correctional Facility. Oh, no. Janelle... Janelle would go because she still is still well deep deep down in her DNA and that's that's no like Janelle and I and since she's been in high school she because she has talked to me about these girls that are in these relationships these boys bossing them around and stuff she don't know no and then if she didn't go to jail her brother would absolutely be locked up (laughs) she called her brother and was like John's 25 and she was like this dude walked up on man. My nephew be in. He it wouldn't be his first time in the police car because he's a still well. So you know that type of shit happens to my family. But yeah, yeah, no. So I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I think I need as we move forward, because um, we'll be going on uh, winter break for a few weeks. But when we come back, I think I need to find us a nice psychologist. I think this is a question that I really want to explore. <laughs> I, I'm serious because that uh, I was like, what the? If a Negro American male, if any American male, saltine, 
color. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone walk up on me and I shudder. I'm turning your lights out, my dude. It's we're not doing this. Like, what is that? Yeah. That's not healthy. I need to understand this. So anyway, y'all. We gonna wrap this up with these petty foes, these petty foes, these tiny desserts, this lightning round, this this evening. So since it's so close to the holidays, the lightning round is this: Have you done your Christmas shopping yet, Michaela? Hell no. <laughs> not even for the kids, girl. No, not a damn thing. <laughs> you know what I did do. I bought I bought ten pair, ten pairs of um, uh, of fishnet stockings. Girl gone, yeah. What you, what I, you I, wearing these fishnet black pantyhose, big legs showing the Right, I wore them to, on Thanksgiving Day and got a variety of responses. Everything from "You look like a stripper" to. Like, hey, give me some of those. So everybody's. What did your husband say? Did your husband say, "Baby, you look great"? Of course. I mean, they're crotchless. He didn't say anything. Like he knows. (laughs) Uh, But (laughs) the 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 family clapping. (laughs) The rest of the family had lots to say, but so that like everybody, his mom, everybody's getting fishnet stockings for Christmas. I love it. How about that? I love it. How about that? But no, I haven't done any like. I'm going to get you this, or I haven't done anything for the children. I haven't. Nope. Not yet. Is your, is your tree up? The tree is happening as we speak. Like oh, there's okay. a tree and there's several ornaments attached to it. Okay. But I haven't so, got like the garland up and the icicles. I haven't done that yet. We just, we got the tree yesterday. We got the ornaments before the podcast started and I'll finish it up tonight. Okay. Did you? Yeah. It's happening in the Blaze household. But you're yeah. making it work. <laughs> I'm making it happen. I love it. Mm-hmm. Have you shopped these people yet? No. See? <laughs> no, and I'm not going to shop for anybody. I'm not buying anything. Not a single thing for nobody. But, amen. Because I think a lot, many people, no, millions of people have forgotten the true meaning of Christmas. When people sit there and look at you like, you know, what you gonna get this person or that person? That ain't got nothing to do with Christmas. You're not celebrating Christmas anymore. You're celebrating the day of gift giving. That's not even what Christmas is about. So no, I've noticed over the years, I've really, over the last decade, I've been thinking a lot about a lot of stuff. Like, you know, no, 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 no. I'm not buying Christmas presents. I might buy you a birthday present, but I guess something's gotta change. I can't be spending all this money on a gift that you might give to somebody else. No. No. It's just it's the whole meaning of Christmas is just no. No, it's not Christmas. I feel, like, I feel like we have to listen to the what our gut is saying. I, I feel like there's some people um that I have specific presents in mind for that I want to buy presents mm. for. And then the rest, when you feel obligated, you should just give them a card or like, yeah. like I didn't, you know what I mean? I just getting that like obligatory sweater, and yeah, you 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 see it when they open it. This is just like, oh, this was like on the sale rack next to the the, the cashier, and you mm-hmm. just picked you picked up five of these because they were five for twenty five dollars or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like you don't even. This wasn't 
damn, Makayla has to have this sweater. Like, if th- when I see this sweater, I think of Makayla. There's none of that. It's just <laughs> like, I need to put something in the box for you. And here, here it is. Yeah. So I've decided to cut those gifts out. If I can't, if I can't think of something that makes me think of you, then maybe, um, I'm just going to get some pictures of my little ones and put them in a frame and be like, here, there's a little, little ray of sunshine you can throw on your desk. Or there something you go. Like yes. And, uh, or a picture of, I figure like I can, I'll do the, you know, whatever it is, 15 cents to get the pictures made at Walgreens. Um, and, and that's it done. I, that's cool. I am the biggest Scrooge. Bah humbug. What? I haven't, I have not wrapped a gift in since 98 when my mama's last Christmas. Those oh, were the last gifts I wrapped because Black Jesus made gift bags. <laughs> <laughs> Praise okay. his holy black baby name with his anointed baby Jesus baby hairs. I okay. don't, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing any of it. The there is I give the gift of my presence on the holidays. Amen. Um, I will uh, fly to see family. I feel like that's a gift if I spend my money on an airline ticket to come see you. Praise Amen. baby black Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am a and you know anybody that knows me knows that I cook. I cook very well. I used to cater and I cook a lot. So I always do at least one meal for the people I'm visiting or wherever I am. Uh, If I stay home for Christmas a year, I cook up a mess of food and open my doors. Um, But I mean, that's sincere, you know, and that's what what we have to remember. I will cook Mm -hmm. something for you. I will bake something for you. I'm a big fan of giving liquor. I love the um, alcohol gift boxes with alcohol and the pretty glasses. If I really like you, you'll get the alcohol gift box. Right. Or a wonderful bottle of wine. And that is what I do. Because my niece and nephew, those people, those little people, they are grown. And they just, they don't. They don't want to buy gifts. They don't need to get gifts. When I see them, I do some. And that's the other thing I think it is about Christmas. I'm going to say this and then we're going to, I'll get off my soapbox. I don't feel obligated to do all that stuff for Christmas because I do things for the people that I care about all year long. Amazing. When I think about somebody, like if we go somewhere and I'm like, let me buy you a drink. (laughs) Drinks on me tonight. You know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. if you let me let me get your dinner. Like you said, Deidre, if it's your birthday, let's go out to eat and enjoy your birthday. I do that all year long. I cook for people right. all year long. Right. Like, come over to my house and have some of this roast I made. So right. I don't feel obligated to be running these streets <laughs> buying this wrapping paper. <laughs> like, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not doing it. And I haven't put up a tree in so long, child. I don't own a tree. I'm with you there. I do uh-huh. a tree every year. There's well, you have that I don't play with. Even when we didn't have kids, we had a tree. I have I really? had a tree in college. 
Mm-hmm. You know what? I can't. You know what it is. I don't have no love in my life. So because I don't have no love in my life, I'm not put up the truth. I just I don't have a desire to anymore. And my birthday is on Christmas. I don't even have a desire to do it anymore. I, I see that's the weirdest thing. People are like you are you the tw- you're the twenty fifth. Yes, yes. Ah. And people are like, ooh, that's some something wrong with you. No, the desire is gone. It's completely gone. It's just it's gone. I just Christmas is for children. And when my kids, my niece and my nephew were young, I did. I sucked it up, and I did Christmas. I I still didn't wrap no gifts. I put them in bags, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like, because like, when my mom passed, they was old enough to get their stuff out the gift bag. They, when she was still alive, I wrapped stuff for them. But I was like, you know, at, when them little people started getting in their their teen teenager years, I was like, I'm through with Christmas completely. Right, completely. Damn teenagers, you just throw them some money. They don't even right. want cards. Yeah, they money. don't. Or you get, or get them like, or buy them a phone or something, some right. know, jewelry or something like that. That's you know, that's how. And my niece and my nephew are very much about that coin. They've mm-hmm. all, even when they were little, they would take them dollar dollar bills. So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and so. would, and they would try it really hard to pretend like they cared about the card you put it in. No, mine <laughs> like, didn't. Read it for like, pretend to read it for a second. No, yeah. mine didn't. My, I, I've already always told those children, and my sister would get mad because at a certain point, I just start slipping them money. I'd be like, right. "Merry Christmas, Put take this hundred dollars." Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. She was like, "Oh my God, my sister! Oh my God, you didn't put it in a card, you didn't wrap it." They would look at her and be like, "Mommy, it's a hundred dollars, American, U.S. I'm not right. worried about that." No, I'm mean and sneaky. I'm very mean and sneaky. I will take a card and I will make sure it has a slit in it. And I will put a gift card down that slit and I'll put a $20 bill in there. And by the time dinner, dinner or everything is over, and I'm like, do you want this card? I'm like, I like this card. Do you want to keep it? Can I keep it? Do you want? And if they're like, I like the card, I can keep it. Then I'll tell them there's a gift card in there. This is what you can have. And I'm like, thank you. Okay. No problem. <laughs> That is rude as fuck. I can't stop laughing. All right, kids. It is time for us to get out of here. Join us next week for a brand new installment of High Tea with Carla Stilwell. Um, Once again, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for High Tea with Carla Stillwell and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PCR High Tea. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks, announcer. Co-host, please wish our listeners a good night. Good night, everyone. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> Don't everybody speak at once. I know. And I'd like to thank Deidre so much for coming to join us. This Yay, week. thank Deidre. you. Thank you for having me. I have enjoyed it tremendously. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I would like to come back again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, you great. have an open invitation to our table. Thank Download you. new episodes of High Tea with Carlos Sowell every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chulo Radio archives. New episodes stream via poppychuloradio.com every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Thank you all and good night.